You got Tim May and Frank Mitchell for a Thursday afternoon. And Tim, we have a politician type here with us. We're in looking the studio. forward to a uh, entire season of politicians coming in. And we have, we wanted to do a shout out to Buckystown, Burkittsville, Brunswick, Braddock Heights, Jefferson, Middletown, Point of Rocks, Rosemont, Sugarloaf Mountain, Tuscarora, and parts of Urbana. You know why? Because that's council member. Jerry Donald's district, district number one. And we have Jerry Donald with us, council member, and uh, serving your second term. Is that right? Uh, finishing my second term. Finishing your second term. Right. Uh, I don't want to say this to you, uh, Mr. Donald, but you've aged. My gosh. I have. <laughs> no, 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 you <laughs> no, my hair is definitely a lot grayer than it was when I ran. <laughs> now, welcome in. And uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to, to you know, uh, sort of much uh, talk about your candidacy, what's going on. Um, answer some questions if you don't mind when we get beyond that. And um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Of course, Frank and I know, but uh, there are a lot of new people coming into your district, and uh, they want to know who is Jerry Donald. Well, I was born and raised in Frederick County. Uh, I live in Braddock Heights. I live with my, there with my wife of 30 years. We've raised three children in Braddock Heights. Uh, my father was a teacher and an administrator in the school system for over 30 years. My mother was a nurse at uh, what was then Frederick Memorial Hospital for over 30 years. Uh, I was president of the Braddock Heights Community Association and active in that. And then when charter government came along, I decided to go from there and try to run for office. Um, I ran and got elected by a grand total of 25,000 votes uh, back in 2014. I said 25,000. 25 votes. <laughs> 25,000, oh, I wish. Yeah. 25 votes uh, after, uh, out of what? I think it, there was each one like 8,000 and something. So yes. 25 votes out of that. And then I squeaked out another one in 2018. I think I won that one by 345 votes out of over 22,000 cast. And both times I went to bed election night uh, Not knowing. behind. So, you know, I'm, I'm used to this sort yeah, of thing. It doesn't bother you at all, does it? No, no. I, MC's going through it right now. Absolutely. But I've, I've been there, done that. Uh, you just have to think, okay, it's over. Even if they haven't counted it, it's yeah. over. There's nothing else you can do. So Absolutely. go do something else and wait and see what happens and just figure if you ran the best campaign you can, then that's the way it is. And that's well, life. I've always uh, I've known you and your family, and uh, I've always admired um, – when you took, went, ran for the job, and of course, the, you, your first time as a politician, but you have served your district well as far as constituent services, and I think that's your best advertising. I, I know that uh, people out sign waving and things like that, but uh, uh, I'm much more interested in a person if I make a call, if you can help me, or at least, you know, because I think the county council is so limited in duties, which I wish they had expanded responsibilities, but uh, you do keep the public informed, and that's that's important. I try. I yeah. have uh, lots of constituent meetings. I'll show up and say, I'll be here for an hour, and if you want to come meet me, sure. talk about anything, that's fine. Sometimes nobody shows up. Sometimes several people do. And Absolutely. It just, just depends on where it is. I did it uh, last month. I was in... Uh, Let's see, Point of Rocks at the library, and I was in Beans in the Belfry and yes, uh, Brunswick, uh, mm -hmm. Little Red Barn in Jefferson, um, and that was fine. Uh, I met some other people in Urbana, so I think next time I'll try Middletown and Urbana or something yeah. and just, you know, hey, if you want to come meet me, that's fine. And good Dempsey's is the main cup. A lot of there you go. Places, Middletown. <laughs> you know, well, main cup doesn't open early anymore. No, it doesn't. No, no. they start at like 11, so. Well, I, I appreciate you coming in. I, I want to uh, – what do you think uh, – no, what do you think? Uh, your biggest accomplishments or what you thought from the first term to the second term, have you uh, fulfilled um, what you thought you would uh, be able to do as a council member and, and have you been able to, you know, make things happen as such? 
I've done my best to go through these things. Um, I kind of made a list, and I've gone through the list. But, you know, what did we try to do eight years ago? Well, we wanted to basically get financially be on our feet, which we've done. We have AAA bond rating from all the major bond rating agencies. We wanted to restrict growth a great deal. We've only approved 1,200 houses. Everything people see is either in municipalities or was in the pipeline before. So we worked really hard to do that. Um, I'm on Parks and Rec, and we've expanded our parks. We put a park in Point of Rocks. We put Othello in, which I hope, if you haven't been out to see it, go see it. It's It's beautiful. And it's going to have, it's going to be expanded in three years if we can, you know, stay on pace. Uh, Renovated Middletown Park. Uh, I'm also on the library board. Uh, I don't know if anybody here has been to uh, or listening has been up to the Myersville Library. That's a beautiful library. Walkersville, we put a new library in there. Uh, Walkersville has an agriculture theme. Uh, Myersville has a trolley theme. You can yep. walk through a trolley in there. Absolutely. It's, it's pretty neat. And Middletowns will have a Civil War theme. We're going to break ground on it uh, August 10th, finally break ground on, on that. So I'm into parks. Uh, we've gotten some other things done in Middletown. We've got the fire station built, uh, worked with that, but that was mostly the administration on that one. But uh, the parks and the, uh, and the libraries I've been heavily involved with, so I've really tried to, to, to bring good things to the county overall and my district in particular. Well, one of the things that, uh, that I, 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 I question on the council is the budget does keep going up. And, yes. and as a fiscal conservative, I just question is, is, is this necessary uh, because it's getting, it's not getting, it's very expensive to reside in Frederick County, as you know. Uh, and okay. I can, I'll be happy to talk about the yeah, budget. What, what, uh, yes, it goes up. It's generally gone up in line with what the state and the city have done. All of these are going up pretty much at the same rate. If, if one goes up 5%, the other goes up about 5% in the same year. So we're not out of line with anybody. Uh, it, it, there are different pressures on it. Um, one is we, you know, we have to pay people enough to stay. We discover that it's very expensive to underpay people because you just keep retraining Absolutely. the new people. So whatever the market rate is, the market rate is. And uh, some people, like in IT and places like that, it's it's difficult to get people at government rates. They say, well, in private industry, I can make you know forty percent more or whatever. Absolutely. So it's it's that that part is, you know, in terms of salary and, and, and that we just have to pay to be competitive. Um, we have expanded some programs, uh, you know, to try to help our elderly and things like that. We've expanded. We've got new a, um, you know, with our, our senior centers and things like that. We're we're putting a virtual senior center in. We've expanded some of those programs. And of course, we have put more into Frederick County Public Schools. Uh, It's been over $100 million above maintenance of effort. Um, And the school system says what they need, and we try to fund as as best we can with that. Uh, We've also had inflation. I mean, you know, we we had this year, I think we went up about 10% in terms of our budget, but 8% of it's inflation. So really, it's about 2% in terms of real growth. Yeah, but that's uh, previous years we didn't have that uh, inflation. No, we didn't. So, so we, then the growth was smaller in previous years. Um, but, we're doing pretty well in terms of, of finances. I, I, I know I know people talk about property taxes, but sure. also actually Absolutely. a lot of the growth uh, that we've gotten revenue has been from uh, income taxes, mm-hmm. much more than property. And that's good, and that, yeah. that's a lot better. But uh, as you know, the, the my tax bill keeps going up as as everyone's does, uh, and. Uh, I'm not Frank's age, but if I get up there in that age, and you know, it's, 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 we need to do more. You should take advantage of our programs. Which, well, yeah, the, the only thing I heard there was a senior center. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I mean, I mean, we have programs for seniors, and depends on income and things like that. Yeah, but we do have programs. People should check that out uh, before they deal with their taxes. Um, 
Usually the best time to do that would be the late winter. Mm -hmm. See what programs you qualify for. I wrote one of the bills. um, Depending on your income, you can knock off 40% of your uh, property tax, but it depends on how much you make. That's one thing that bothers me. Um, I I know a lot of us talk about taxes and things like that, but I I think for the most part we pay it and we're getting wealthier because our house is worth more. But it did bother me that there are low-income people whose house appreciated far above their um, their income. Absolutely. And that's something we needed to do something about. And I, I actually did that bill with Kirby DeLauder. Good. Yeah. And, and, and what does that, what's that entail? Just, uh, well, hold that thought. I, Frank's going to make me take a break. We're coming right back. We're talking to Jerry Donnell, who is the sitting councilman from District 1, running for re-election. So if you have a question, uh, simply uh, text message at 301-694-9363, and I'll be glad to ask the councilman. Be right back. Uh, school budget grew by $100 million. Yeah, it's above MOE. Yeah, but the student population has hardly increased at all. It has. But that's it's most of the growth not because of student population, no. No, it's because of the cost of doing business? Programs that were increased, uh, stuff that was held back between 2010 and 2014 when it didn't get much growth at all. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the big things. And then the attempt to acquire and retain staff uh especially at the at the you know entry levels we had a lot of trouble acquiring and retaining staff i I don't know if you saw we still do truthfully i mean if you saw you know what what with uh, special ed staff recently it's still hard to recruit and retain folks like that um it's a market thing you know if you live near people say well you know we live near montgomery county you can't get here true but they still attract people so then you have to replace folks that head down that way so you have to be attractive with uh, uh you know recruiting the new people into the system so that's Super, where the money's going. Superintendent yesterday said that the system is – there's a lot in the pipeline working out so that when they see the numbers printed in media, it's not really – the numbers are lower than that. So she seemed very hopeful that uh, uh, those individuals that were – I think it was 125 we needed in the particular area. Yeah, and special she, education. And she said, yes, yeah, she said that number's way down and there, there are some of the – there are people in the pipeline that, you know, that they're getting through. I, I always said this year, I don't know why I'm so – I'm not running for office – but once you get here as a teacher, give us th- give us three to five years. You'll be doing quite well compared to other counties. Because I look at the and the starting salary is not off that much. But to drive down the road, I mean that's why you're teaching here. Yeah, I mean you could drive down the road and make ten thousand more a year. Well, I don't. It's but, even but, more than that, but I don't. But, I like living here. I like the lifestyle yeah, exactly. here. I like the short. I like living in the community where Absolutely. I teach. I like seeing kids, you know, that, you know. that I know. I, I see them at the pool. I see them, you know, riding their bikes. I saw one of my former students walking down the road today when I was, you know, talking. I mean, just, I like seeing people. I like being part of the community. Perfect. I enjoy that. Frank, it's up to you now. Ah, thank you for uh, joining us, Councilman uh, Donald. Let me Let me jump into what I think maybe is the biggest but the most difficult topic uh, for you to discuss Uh-oh. representing the district you do yeah. and something you discussed night before last with the uh, entire council and that is this sugarloaf plan sugarloaf. now i talk to people and it's so hard if you don't live in the area and you don't know all the going in the weed topics of easements and overlays mm-hmm. and you know all this uh uh that development kind of talk how would you explain, since you're talking to a wider audience right, right now, what is going on? It's not as simple as look at what's happened to Urbana okay. in the past decade or two. It, the dividing line has been 270. Now you right. want to turn everything west of that into the eastern part of 270? I, I will talk about this generally, Please. If, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm not going to talk a whole lot about how I feel on it because when we deal with land use, we actually sit as a quasi-judicial mm-hmm. body. So the attorneys basically say, <laughs> if you're not too sure about saying something, just don't, uh, you know, because eventually you have to vote on it. And you want somebody to say you prejudge the entire thing. So I'll give but you this the, is oh, in your I, cal- I know, you're right. This it's is in, in your council district. It's in my district. But you're yep. also talking to a lot of people right. where probably the number one topic in the Here's, entire county is growth. You're right. Uh, we can talk about growth, but let, let's start with Sugarloaf and then go to okay. growth. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. All right. So you have what's called Livable Frederick, and that's our comprehensive plan. Okay. What, what you know, used to be just they called it the comp plan. Now it's Livable Frederick. It's changed a little bit, but let's just go with that. Then you break it down into sections, okay, or regions. And this is the first one that's been done. Um, there's a lot of emotion involved because you have people who have lived in the Sugarloaf area uh, that have lived there for generations, and it's very rural. And historically, uh, the growth in Urbana was on the east side, let's just say, of 270. And then that was the line, and there wasn't supposed to be any growth on the west side. There were some developments down there in the 1970s. They're fairly small, but that's it. But, I mean, if you're like, you know, well, Tim or myself, I've, I've been in, around long enough that when I was a little kid, I lived in Braddock Heights. We had two teams in the county little league. Mm-hmm. Okay, two from Braddock Heights. Urbana was so small, it went in with Araby to have one team, right? And then things changed. So the idea now is that the growth will stay on that, that side of 270, but we'll have to discuss this, right? That's just a part of what some people want. Then you talk about rural conservation, zoning, overlays, and the question becomes pretty much, uh, is this going to protect and preserve the area, or is it going to restrict somebody's property rights? And that's what the discussion will be about. That's where I'm going to stop with Sugarloaf because to, to give people an idea, that's what it's about. And you can come give us – you can write to us. You can show up and speak about it. That's fine. Uh, but I don't want to prejudge anything and just a, another note okay. to people who, who don't follow it super closely or aren't in that district. When we talk about Sugarloaf, we're not just talking about the well-known mountain that's cool yeah, to climb. It's, yeah. We're talking about a whole it's, region. It's just the name of the area. Neighborhoods it, it goes and, all the way actually to the Monoxy Battlefield. Right. Okay, so if you all, people can visualize that as a part of the Sugarloaf uh, area plan. Um, now, growth. Um, basically, what happened to growth, starting with the Glenn Denning administration in the late 1990s, was to try to stop what they called sprawl and focus any growth areas into where you already have the infrastructure. Now, whether you like that or not, that's just the way Maryland law went. Also known as smart growth. Yeah, smart growth was the term for it. So what you see now is that um, most, almost all the growth you see in the county is either in municipalities or in what was already pre-done in what they call the pipeline of houses, like Lake Ligonor and things like that. Um, we've approved in eight years 1,200. That's all, 1,200 houses and that were, um, they're all age-restricted, and one's in the Lake Ligonor area and one's in the Urbana area. So all the other growth you see is in municipalities. For example, uh, on the west side of Frederick, um, what used to be Summer's Farm, Okay, annexed by the city. Now it will become houses. That is the city's decision to do that. That's we don't control what happens in municipalities. Now we still have to provide the schools and things like that, and we can still assess an impact fee on those places to help pay for schools and libraries. But that decision itself belongs to the city. So where most people see the growth is in actually in municipalities or in stuff that was pre-approved before we came in. And and we can't undo those agreements. Uh, Government is a continuing body. So once one set of people make an agreement or, you know, lock somebody in on, say, a DRRA, Developers' Rights and Responsibilities Agreement, which we don't do anymore, but people used to back between 2010 and 2014, um, those are locked in. 
unless the unless one of the parties, like say the developer, wants to reopen it, which reopens the whole can of worms. So usually they don't want to reopen it. That's it. It's locked in. Everything's locked in, and, it, and that's it. We have a lot more from the council district number one, uh, Jerry Donald. And uh, I, I can say, Jerry, I didn't know you well until your first run, and, and I've followed your career so far. So far, I'm impressed. Don't mess up. No, I'll no. try not to. <laughs> right. uh, Councilman, let, let me just uh, follow up uh, with the last question before we move on to other things. The Other uh, questions. Which, which is a growth issue. I, I think maybe you want to emphasize uh, the word pipeline when we talk about oh. – because uh, most people, when I ask them, what's, what are you all talking about locally, they say uh, uh, growth. And some of them wonder, what, what's, why are these politicians now in office, I guess county council, uh, letting all this, in, you know, houses everywhere? All right. But you mentioned that it's not necessarily because of what the current council is right. doing. So, first of all, every farm that you see around here isn't necessarily owned by a farmer. We'll just start there. Developers buy these up. They have very, 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 very long game plans. Okay? They do. And they hope for eventually for somebody to rezone, you know, change things. So they'll buy the stuff, even if it's in ag zoning, and I'll just run it to some farmer and just keep going. And when the right opportunity comes along with the right group of people who, you know, decide development decisions of the county, that's when they will move. They will ask for rezonings. They will ask for, you know, and then they will get the thing rezoned. And then now suddenly you can put houses on it. But that doesn't mean they go up the next day. I mean, you, you even once you get approved where your zoning changes, you still have to come up with a plan. You take it through planning. There are different phases of it. It takes years to do this. I mean, think about Lake Leonore, though. It's had a lot of problems. That's been going on for 50 years, yes. right? So when an area gets approved in there, it may be many, many, many years before people see the houses. And they'll say, well, why did you just let that happen? Well, because it was in what we call the pipeline, the pipeline of things that have been approved but not yet built. And and honestly, not everything in the pipeline will ever be built. I mean, sometimes you, you get a, a plot of land and you say, well, I think we can put, you know, 100 houses on there. But by the time you get done doing stuff in it, you realize some of the lots just aren't really viable. So you might wind up with 85 Something like that. I'm not. I'm just saying that's the way it works. You don't know exactly how many will go in. You, there's a cap, right? If you approve yeah. 600, it's not going to be 650. But it, you know, it may be less than that just because of the way the land is, what they run into when they're doing grading and things like that. Or well, one of the, one of the things Frank's talking about, he he won't tell you. There's a hidden. I think what the what you brought up so important, Jerry, is our municipalities that are building that they. Uh, I don't know what sense they have. Uh, you know, Frederick City just approved. Uh, Housing at uh, where Terrace Lanes used to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's that. The, the, who thought of that? Now that wasn't Frederick County deciding that. No, it was Frederick City. It's, it's and in again, the city. I think uh, a lot of people get confused between Frederick City and Frederick County government. So, right. Yeah, and who approves what? Absolutely, because yeah. I'm. Yeah. You know. Well, some simple here. We'll, we'll do a little simple lesson. If you have an issue, anything inside a municipality, whether it's something as small as Burkittsville uh, or Rosemont or as large as Frederick City. There you have a mayor or a Burgess, and you have a town council or a board of aldermen, and they make those decisions. Correct. Um, you know, that's just the way it works under Maryland law. They are co-equals in terms of that. If you're upset about roads and traffic on roads, easiest way to do it. If you're inside the municipality, that belongs to the municipality. If you are on a road that has a number, okay, that's a state road. Now, we go to the state and we say, these are our priorities. These are the roads we'd like you to improve in, in Frederick County, but they're still state roads. We can't decide, hey, Frederick County is going to widen Route 15. That's not our call. All the other stuff that's out there, 
It usually just has a name on it. Okay, you know, we'll we'll pick something out of the Boyers the Mill air. Road. Boyers Mill Road. There you go. And um, actually, they were doing some work there. Yeah, that's why I said it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, those named roads. Those are ours. A couple of questions I have here on the text line, Frank, if you're going to yield to me. Uh, this is from a teacher. Uh, special ed assistants are one of the lowest paid employees at Frederick County Public Schools. Special ed assistants and bus assistants only make 15 to $16 an hour. But he said the budget is higher because of their, because of their pay. Not assistance. Management and supervisors, new Hispanics in the community that need translators, are the biggest increase in the budget. In the budget. Okay. Okay. That's And that's for right. someone who works at FCP. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I was um, – FCPS makes the decisions about what goes on over there. Uh, the Board of Education makes those decisions. We don't. We say, okay, you wanted this much money – you don't get that much. You get a little less or a lot less depending on the year. But we've tried hard to fund things over there. But once they get that money, anything they do is their decision. We can't say you must fund X, Y, and Z. That is, They are separately a separately elected body. Um, I don't want to pull off old scabs here from right. fights before, but during COVID, the first year, I was very upset that they were not paying the assistance. They had laid off yeah, a number of people. Absolutely. They laid off assistants. They laid bus off drivers. bus drivers. And I literally said in a meeting, you're going to lose them. Yes. Okay. I was upset that, they, well, to that, that effect, because I said it, because basically they were making them pay their own portion of the um, insurance. insurance. And I said, you need to, you need to keep these people on. You're, you're, they're going to go somewhere else. Because at that time, you know, Amazon was going crazy. And I saw all these bus drivers. They're just going to go deliver stuff and make a whole lot do better if you're going to do this to them. And uh, and then they lost people. And that was sad. So I am sorry that the, um, if you're a special ed assistant, if you feel that you're not being treated well, uh, I know in my school, the special ed assistants are spectacular to work but with. But their salary. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, Montgomery it's County is short of teachers, uh, and it's not a wage issue. The most recent school years ended with 581 unfilled positions countywide. Meanwhile, 973 teachers have indicated they'll be resigning or retiring. Um, again, you're not speaking for the school board. No, so. I don't speak for the school no. board. And you, <laughs> They've made that very clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you have to suffer through that sometimes. And, and I think sometimes, I'm not trying to defend you because you don't need defending, but... Uh, the council, and this is what I don't like about charter government. Uh, I, I wish you had th- authorities that you don't have. You are the legislative branch, and you have limited powers. Uh, it, it's all invested in back to one person, the county exec. I mean, uh, whomever that may be. I mean, there's the power. So when I say to a council, well, why is it, this is going up or that's going up, or why are you doing this? Your your powers are limited. Uh, what are the limited powers of the? Or what are your the, the powers? biggest the biggest power we have is, is land use. Mm-hmm. I mean that goes that's the council. We decide we're going to rezone. We're not going to rezone. I mean it comes to us through staff and 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 the planning commission and all that. But in the end, we have the final say on land use. Uh, we can cut the budget, um, but it can be restored unless you have supermajority. The county no. the county exec can. can no. Yeah, we've never done that. Well, you've never we've had cuts. Yes, we have. I mean, of any. Not, no, once we make the cut, that's it. Where did where did you get the supermajority thing? That, that's that's a veto thing, but that doesn't apply to the budget. You sure? I'm sure. You're positive. Uh, okay, well, I'll be I mean, greatly surprised I, on it. I feel terribly I, embarrassed if I'm wrong. But no, no. 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 How about the cut, recent discussion? A cut is a cut. How about the recent discussion on whether the uh, council should have 
input on yes. on raising uh, spending. How did you vote, and what's your justification? Uh, I voted against it. Um, I I thought that well for several reasons, but let's start with this. If once we start raising things, um, apparently under the state of Maryland, the the administration can simply refuse to spend the money that we raise. So <laughs> that would be kind of a power that would be useless. You'd have to, you'd have to make some other changes, uh, and, and that's under the state law. Because that surprised me, actually, because in the federal government, you can't do that. If Congress says you've got to spend yep. – tells the president you've got to spend $100,000 on researching – I know it's a terrible small amount right. of money on, – on, on blueberry something. Absolutely. They have to spend it. Whether they used to be able to impound it, but since the 1970s, they couldn't. And I asked the attorney. I thought the Supreme Court made a ruling on it, and they said, yeah, they did, but it only applied to the federal government. So 43 states, including ours, you can have basically what's called impoundment. They don't call it that, but it's the same thing. So if we could raise the budget in certain areas, they could not spend it anyway. What about the, the, the one of the things I thought, Jerry, uh, talking to Jerry Donald, Councilman District 1, uh, one of the things is to move money around. It's the same because uh, no. I thought that would have been a good idea, but you can't really do that either. No, because if we if we move money from category B to category A, we could cut B. That's perfectly legal. But if we move it to A, the administration can just say, nope, not yeah. spending it anyway. Well, do you think – now, one question I brought up yesterday, Frank, didn't want to discuss. Do you see that – maybe I'm the only person who sees this. Do you see a need to have in the charter uh, discipline for uh, elected council members and or the county exec? Because you're kind of autonomous in that you can – No. You're talking about uh, removal, we, we, too. Removal. We, we, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, and I think uh, Tim might be basing this on just <laughs> yeah, the last couple. We of discussed days, some news rules of a, about uh, delegate. Yeah, delegate was just uh, yeah. uh, it was just uh, sanctioned for sanction is going to lose. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, I'd I, have to look at the charter language because there are some things that can get you removed, like say you don't live in the district. Yeah, that'll yeah, get but you I mean, But if you go out and you commit a crime, you can't be removed or extort money or extort or, money yeah. or you know not from the county, but a- any crime. Uh, there's and, 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 and even on the county exec, and not that our county execs would ever do that, but we have lost county execs in the state of Maryland uh, for. You know, I, I'd honestly have to see what's in the charter language. But right you wouldn't now be against it. it if it were. No, I, I said for cause. If you're convicted of a crime, yeah, you should be removed. Right, I agree. But right now, I mean, of a felony. Yeah, jaywalking. But right now, no. the council member doesn't have to. Hmm. So, anyhow, all right, we're talking about councilman. I have some more questions coming up here. The only reason that question was asked about the low pay was because you said that you put more money into the Board of Education. Well, we did. Some of it went into positions. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we're, we've had a lot of stuff that is supposed to be for mental health since uh, COVID mm-hmm. hit. Um, you know, now we have to have more special assistance, and de- de- depending on the kids that we have in school. Um, you see co-taught classes, so that's adding positions. Like and- for this year, I had a class... Uh, in the spring, and I had so many individual education plans in it that they put a special education teacher in it, right? So, you know, that adds staff. Sure. Uh, no developers buy an unzoned property on a whim. They may have it under contract, but they aren't buying before zoning is confirmed. No, what, is they... council, what is Councilman Donald's thought on what the cost of education would be if we didn't follow state guidelines? <laughs> But that's okay. again, this is education. Okay. This is a These school are two board to, question. To, it's a school board question. Go back to the thing. To, just, yeah, developers will buy farms. They don't buy them on a whim, but they'll look at wh- where the growth area is. And if it's near enough to the growth area, they look long term. I mean, that's – they're businessmen. You know, I'm, I'm not 
you know, mad about it. They're, they're no. making a business decision. It's a long-term decision. I'm not talking to like five years long-term. Right. I'm talking like 30 years long-term. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why so, we have. So, yeah, they'll buy it. That's why we they'll, have Lake Lake They'll hold it. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. We have a, you have sent some good text messages in there. I think he's. Uh, Councilman uh, Donald, let me, let me ask you, since we just have a few minutes left, um, about your specific race. Uh, voters will be looking at you versus your Republican rival, John Distel. Why do you think uh, you would tell them that you're the best choice in uh, November? Well, I'm hoping that my record on growth, on uh, building things and bringing it back to the district, on libraries and parks. Uh, you know, I'm getting, getting not only just in Middletown, but uh, Othello Park and things like that. I've really tried very hard to represent my district and get good things put into my district. And I've tried to help everybody in the district with the school system. Uh, we've kept the tax rate at $1.06. Um, you know, you'll have to talk to my opponent. Their, their campaign seems to be about, you know, not turning Frederick County into Montgomery County. And I'm against that as well. So, you know, uh, I would suggest or to is people. It, is it too late? But no, anyway. it's it's not. We, I mean, the more we preserve this place, uh, you know, the more we help our farmers not just to not develop but keep the farmers in business. We do a lot of programs actually to help farmers to sell. Like I did a, um, a bill with, with Michael Blue uh, where we allowed farm stands. You know, so right. now farmers directly to the people, right? You know, middleman. We, we do our best to try to help farmers not just – keep farmland, but farmers to keep farming. And that's the biggest restriction we have on growth. Uh, I've, I've worked hard in this county uh, to deal with those issues for ag preservation, for libraries, for parks, for the school system. Um, and I've tried to represent people when they have problems. And I'm asking for one more term to try to get through this, to continue in that direction. And I really appreciate you considering voting for me. And, and, and then county accept after this <laughs> next term? I, I don't think so. We'll uh, see. But uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that— One of uh, your sponsors' bills, Larry, uh, Jerry, Larry, is uh, the dog tethering one. Yeah. I, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you why that was. I, I was like actually— um, And yeah, what was it? it? Animal control came to us, um, and I sponsored the bill. But they said, you know, what happens is people take some of these dogs and they chain them up to places and leave them all day, yep. which is dangerous for the dog. But it's also dangerous to anybody that gets in the territory because they become super territorial at that point. So it, it just – it was a thing basically not just to protect that dog, to protect people, little kids who wander in there and to protect other animals. And it just seemed like a reasonable thing to do. And most people were fine with that. You, if you're going to have a pet, you're not going to chain it up all day. That's just awful. I found it uh, interesting the uh, – one of the topics – uh, this week was some health benefits for county yeah. council members. Yeah. And I believe you voted against that. I did vote against that one. Why? We know what we're getting into in terms of a part-time job. Um, you know, the, the salary was increased, not for us, but for whoever gets elected next time. And I thought that was a reasonable amount. Um, you know, the salary stayed the same for eight years. So if, if, if you're okay with that, and they, and they bumped it up. But I, I think once you start to get into benefits and things like that, then it's going to expand into a full-time position. And, you know, there are things that people are proposing, like increasing the budget ability, like benefits. And, and they're, they're from nice people. I think they, they're, they're reasonable people who are, who, are, who are proposing these things. But for both of those things, I just thought, you know, charter government's really in its infancy. I mean, if, if you look at a history of a county, just, we're just eight years into it. And you have all the rules of the game that are established at the beginning of it. And I thought, you know, why don't we let this play out? We've had two councils and one executive. So why don't we go through continuing with the rules the way they are 
until we really see, okay, here's a, here's a long-term problem or here's a trend, you know, instead of just, hey, let's, willy, let, let's change these things right away. Because I'd, I'd rather let it play out, get new people on the council. We're going to have a new executive. Let's see how it works with them. And then maybe after that, and you think, okay, now with three executives or four and, and with these different people on the council, we've continuously had the same problem. Okay, now we make the change. But I, I really have been very, very limiting in changes I want to make to the charter. Not that it's perfect, but I thought, let's just see how it plays out because, you know, things that you may think are a problem because of the rules may just be because of the personalities. And you don't want to make changes just Absolutely. based on that. Absolutely. Well, Jerry, how do the people, if they wish to support you in your campaign, how would you like people to contact you? Well, you can go to my Facebook page, Donald District 1. Uh, you can go to my website, donalddistrict1.com. Uh, you know, you can you can write me a letter at P.O. Box 235, Braddock Heights, Maryland, 21714. You can call me on the phone at the office. Any of those things you can do to contact me. That's fine. And With a final minute, Councilman. Final minute. Uh, Donald, I hope that you will agree with me on something. As a veteran of very close elections who doesn't necessarily <laughs> get the final election result on election night. A lot of frustration, not just because they're close, but... Uh, because they had to hold off on counting all the votes, right. uh, thanks to Governor Hogan. I mean, do you find it as frustrating as I do that put yourself in the uh, situation of, like, uh, Council President Keegan Ayer? Yeah, I who, mean, you know. What's happened in the last four years is you went from being a few people voting by mail to, like, 30%. Exactly. So we need to get a grip on that. Or every election you're going to see is going to be like this. You're not going to know for ten days. Yeah. And 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 you know. And and you also get mirages in elections. For some reason, a lot of uh, Democrats are more willing to vote early. So you mm -hmm. see the first right. precincts come in, or the early precincts. Oh wow, look at that! You know, all these Democrats are ahead. And then you see Which all the Republicans the who vote on the election day. Yeah. yeah. And then on election day, you see all the the Democrats right. or the Republicans who are voting in in person on election. Oh, there's another. And then you see the the mail-in ballots coming in later. And it does. It is tough. I wish we could get the ballots counted a lot quicker, but I'm used to it. Um, so, you know, just understand this. The people that count the ballots are honest people. They're good people. Without question.